What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we are talking about Brooke's pick of the month, Paranormal Activity from 2009. Or 2007, depending where you look. Yeah, it was. I was confused by that too because um, I remember vividly when I went to see it in theaters and I was like, there's no way I was only 18 because I was in college. Yeah. Um, but it had like a worldwide worldwide release in like 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was a little confused by that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, this is your pick. What made you decide to pick this one? Uh, because the last movie you said you wanted to go with a scary movie. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't quite as scary as we thought it was. Yeah. So I thought that I would pick a what I used to think was a scary movie. Uh, okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I decided to pick Paranormal Activity. Sweet. It's only taken us like 137 episodes to talk about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised, actually. Yeah, me too. Figured this would uh, this would have cracked our episodes a while back, but mm-hmm. all right, cool. So you've kind of already given away a little bit of your thoughts on it. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, before we start talking about this one, though, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week, um, watch quite a bit. Been uh, knocking off a lot of movies from the IMDb top 100 list. So nice. I watched. Uh, uh, Fight Club, I watched Goodfellas, and I watched Forrest Gump. Oh, very nice. Yes. Some classics there. Fantastic movies, yeah. Um, I went to the theaters and watched Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, definitely not bad, but not great. Mm. Um, it's just outside my top ten. Uh, Christian Bale was easily the best part of it. Really? Yeah, I found there was more horror in this movie than uh, Doctor Strange. <clears throat> okay. Multiverse. Damn. Yeah. And that one was pegged as like almost a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, this is Christian Bale. Just he just like once he plays a character, he's just like so involved in it. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I watched a Studio Ghibli movie called the grave of the fireflies okay nice it's uh the second highest rated studio ghibli movie or ghibli i don't know how to say it behind uh spirited away and it's mm-hmm. number three on the top 100 animated movies uh this movie is made me an emotional wreck oh really it is easily probably one of the saddest movies i've ever seen shit okay um and it's from 1988 and it looks fantastic hmm. it's really good uh yeah i'd recommend it if okay. you can get through it <laughs> if you can get through it <laughs> um and then the horror movies i watched uh i watched one that i it's on the top 100 animated list and it's also on the top 250 horror list okay i get why it's on the animated list but i don't get why it's on the horror list and i think you already know what it might be animated in horror i don't know 
You've mm-hmm. seen it. Um, the Wolf House. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I hated that movie. Yeah, you gave it, I think, like, a one and a half or a two, I think. I rated it high because it was, like, a cool concept and, like, I liked yeah. how it was shot and everything. It was stop motion. Yeah, I gave but. it a three and a half. And it's kind of same with, like, Mad God. Like, mm. the way they did that movie, like, The Wolf House is yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even describe like the amount of work that went into it. Like, I don't know how long it took to make them. Probably not as long as Mad God. Mm-hmm. But like, just like the paintings on like at the beginning where it was like changing the scene and stuff. Like, yeah, amazing. I had no idea what was going on in like the hour and ten minutes it was. <laughs> I didn't understand the story at all. I had no idea what was going on. I just wanted to finish it and knock it off both lists. Yeah. That's kind of like my thoughts. Like it just had no direction whatsoever. It was just like a bunch of shit happening. Yeah. Which is kind of shit. Yeah. The fucking pigs like growing hands and feet. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It was very weird. It's kind of like how mad God was too, though. Like there was no story or anything like that. It was just kind of a bunch of shit happening. Yeah. Um, and lastly, I watched a movie that I've kind of been putting off for a while, and that is Black Swan. Mm, nice. Uh, first time watch for me. Uh, it was good. Yeah. It's like number 10 or 11 in like the top of horror movies. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't really agree with that, but I know it's, people love that movie. So Yeah. Yeah, I... I've, I think I've only watched it once whenever it first came out and I wasn't a huge fan of it because mm-hmm. I didn't really like slow burn movies back then. And that's a very much a slow burn. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's worth a rewatch. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right, cool. Fuck. You watched way more than I did. <laughs> Give me a sec here. All right. So I think I mentioned in our last episode that I, yeah, I did uh, that. I watched Wally, I think, or did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that. Um, I watched Talladega nights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby. Nice. It was just randomly on uh, one of my streaming. Like it's like a live streaming service thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I watched that. Uh, I watched brave after our conversation in our group chat. And I liked it a lot more than the first time I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It still doesn't crack my top five, but yeah, it was good. I don't think it's, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I don't think, yeah, it's not anywhere near my top five, but yeah. <clears throat> like Josh and Jess both said that it was like their favorite Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't definitely don't agree with that, <laughs> <laughs> but to each their own, it was much better on this watch. Yeah. Um, I watched Willow Creek which is a found footage movie about uh, this couple trying to find Bigfoot. Um, okay. It was suggested to me by Erica from the horror cafe podcast mm. and it was okay. Okay. It was pretty tame until like the last 20 minutes. And then like the whole ending of the movie is like super tense and suspenseful and it like really ramps it up. But up until that point, it's just like, you don't even need to watch it really. Yeah. Like you yeah. could just turn that 20 minutes into a short film and it'd be great. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, and then I was browsing through Disney plus last night mm-hmm. because 
I'm on this kick with Pixar now because I want to see, like, I want to go back and rewatch them all. Well, I got sidetracked because I'm a fucking, I don't know, a mess when it comes to these movies. <laughs> uh, they have on Disney Plus, they have all the Marvel movies um, in a timeline now. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched Captain America. Oh, God. <laughs> and I started Captain Marvel tonight. Nice. nice. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why I do this to myself. Like, I'm currently in the middle of doing a franchise watch of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Now I'm obsessed with the fucking Pixar movies again. Yeah. I also want to go through this top 250 animated and horror movies list. Yeah. And now I'm starting the fucking MCU timeline, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's not enough hours in a day to watch all that I want to watch. No, no. That's what I like about Disney plus the same with like, I'm slowly watching the star Wars movies and mm. like they have like the timeline order as yeah. well. So like yeah. the thing that I thought was really cool too, is they even put the, the shows in there too, for the MCU. Yep, and they have, I think, like, short movies or something that kind of connects some characters and stuff. Yeah, it's called The One Shot. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, in between Captain America and Captain Marvel, there's a one shot for uh, Agent Carter that would mm. kind of tie the two of them together. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll see how far I get into it. Still have to watch some more Keanu Reeves movies. I know, <laughs> like, and the just, list never ends. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Just too much, too much. Alright. You ready to talk about this movie? Hell yeah. Like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about Paranormal Activity from 2009. This movie was also released in some festivals and limited theaters in 2007 and 2008. So don't come at us for a wrong year if that's what you want to do. Um, Starting off the synopsis, we have... Nope. What are you drinking, Brooke? (laughs) Uh, I'm tired tonight, man. I'm yeah. like, I'm a space cadet right now. Um, so tonight, I picked up a very nice bottle of Scotch whiskey. Nice. So I have it smoked in uh, cherry. Wow. I got a nice little board. I picked up a Glen Fittich. It's oh. called Fire and Cane. Yeah. Uh, it's a smoky whiskey finished in sweet rum casks. It's part of their experimental series. Okay. And it caught my eye. So I decided to pick it up and <laughs> that's a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is an excellent uh, review of it. Yes. Um, I don't really drink too much like of these like, like on the rocks like scotches mm-hmm. 
like I think the last time I did it was like when I bought my dad like an expensive one for Christmas, and that's yeah. when I had one with him. So, yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, do you find that smoking the glass like makes a difference? Oh man, it fucking tastes amazing. Really? Like even like the smell? Like, can I smell it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, man. It's it's sick. Okay, so it actually like does it changes the flavor of the whiskey. Well, maybe I should have tried it before, but okay. it, yeah, like it gives it like this, like obviously smokiness, like yeah. taste. Yeah. Okay. Huh. It's interesting. What like are you drinking? I, I'm fucking boring tonight, man. I'm just drinking a Bud Light that has something on it. Um, yeah, my my car Bud Lights from last week. Nice. <laughs> uh, and I guess people for the podcast, uh, I got engaged. Um, yes, you did. With that. So cheers again. Cheers to that. Welcome to the club, my friend. And uh, weddings are expensive. They are. Uh, we really have no idea what we're doing. So we kind of put like our budget at like 15 grand. Okay. And we found our venue. They sent us like the form to like, for like estimation and they're like what do you want your budget like between 15 and 20 and then like going up and then they have all the dinner plans and the plates and yeah just like trying to pick our dinner and what we want it's like oh the this one is 43 dollars per plate <laughs> and it's like then adding up like the people it's like okay that's gonna be like five grand yep so but uh yeah they're not cheap man yeah it's gonna be fun we got married before like all this inflation and all that shit. So I think we only paid like $22 a plate or something like that. Oh, okay. But we had a huge fucking wedding because Sarah's family is massive. And then yeah, my dad's side all came down and whatnot. So I think we ended up having like 150 people at our wedding. So yeah, we're it, like right under there. Yeah. It yeah. adds up big time. Yeah. Yep. Just elope. Just like. Go down south and do it on a beach. It's tempting. tempting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Let's get into this movie. All right. Starting off the synopsis. After moving into a suburban home, a couple becomes increasingly disturbed by a nightly demonic present. Wraps it up nicely with the little bow. Yeah. Can't get any more uh, to the point than that. This movie was directed by Oren Pelly. This was his directorial debut. And he's also done one other movie called Area 51, which I have not seen. That's crazy that he survived this movie. I mean, she killed killed her boyfriend, but I guess left him. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But he also produced all of the Paranormal Activity movies. the entire Insidious franchise, I believe. Yeah, I saw um, that because I wrote down it had him as a producer as in Insidious 5. And yeah, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, he's also done The Bay and Lords of Salem as a producer. Mm-hmm. And he was the creator and producer of The River, which is a TV show that only lasted one season. About- I, I think I rem- I think I watched it or I watched at least like four or five episodes, I think. Yeah. So um i watched 
half the season when it was on TV. And then the first season came out on DVD, like shortly after that. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up because I wanted to watch the whole thing. Cause I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. And then like, seriously, not even a week later, they said that they're canceling it. I was like, yeah. you gotta be fucking kidding me. So now I just have this one season of this TV show that never made it. Yeah frustrating but it was a really good show i don't know why it got canceled yeah same with there was another show that was kind of around the same time i forget what it was called swamp thing oh that i'd never watched that but i heard it was like amazing mm-hmm. um it was like this dinosaur show and like they could like oh yeah warp or something to like where they live with dinosaurs or something i forget yeah. what it was called but i forget too yeah i never watched that but it looked cool yeah um yeah this movie is also, I have some trivia. It was also um, produced by Jason Blum, mm-hmm. who uh, he worked at Miramax in the 90s as a movie distributor, and he passed on the opportunity to acquire the Blair Witch Project. So that was a decision he quickly regretted when the movie became one of the most profitable, low budget movies of all time. Mm-hmm. The market quickly became saturated with knockoffs made. For more, made for more money, but without the financial success. When the time was right, Blum produced his own low-budget film footage film with Paranormal Activity, a decision decision that paid off as he was able to fund Blumhouse Pictures. Off That's of this crazy, movie. yeah. So if he didn't attach himself to this movie, Blumhouse wouldn't be a thing, probably. That's insane. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and he wouldn't um, be able to make twenty-seven shitty-ass movies in a year. <laughs> Uh, a little like side thing has nothing to do with this, but I read on like the Forrest Gump trivia that Tom Hanks didn't get paid for acting in the movie. Oh God. He took percentages instead. Yeah, smart. So I guess he came up with like $40 million, which I didn't even know like that was a thing that you could do. Yeah. You can negotiate that in your contract. It's crazy. What? Yeah. I mean, it's a risk obviously, but if you, like a movie like Forrest Gump, like you know that that's going to pay off, right? Yeah. So yeah, negotiate a percentage and fucking make your bank. It's nuts. Someone else did that too. It's a movie. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, they got paid a hefty. Yeah, I think amount. we talked about it. Before. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of uh, paying your actors, Katie Featherston and Mika Sloat, who are the two main characters in this movie, do you hear that or is that just me? No, I hear it. What the fuck? What's going on? Okay. Um, who are the two main characters in the movie? They only got paid five hundred dollars each for their role. Yeah, brutal. Like, but then I guess they went back and renegotiated. Yeah, once it became like the second most profitable horror movie. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, but yeah, I jumped ahead a little bit. So Katie Featherston plays Katie. Uh, she's in Big Little Lies, The River, all the paranormal activity movies, except for the newest one, Next of Kin. Uh, she's in a show called Solace for the Unloved. Hmm. Uh, Mika Sloat, who played Mika, uh, he's only been in the paranormal activity franchise. Um, the next three, I didn't even bother looking at their list because I don't think they were really anybody. Uh, Mark Fredericks played the psychic. Amber Armstrong played Amber and Ashley Palmer played Diane. Yeah. Did you look them up? No. Oh, I don't <laughs> no. think so. Okay. I read uh, that uh, they actually got a real, I don't know if it was a demonologist to play Dr. Avery's 
Yeah. Like he was a real guy, but they ended up cutting out. Like they didn't use his footage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I had it somewhere, but anyways. Yeah. I think there was originally eight people casted for the movie and they only, they only used five of them. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. And I read also that, uh, I don't know if it was Miramax or whoever owned this, um, that wanted to end up buying it. I guess they wanted to use this cut mm-hmm. as a DVD extra yeah. and they wanted to remake it with like a higher budget and more well-known actors. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know. I, I like that they used a very low budget and unknown actors because uh, it's going to be a segue into my story that I was talking about last week. Whenever you mentioned that you want to do this movie, nobody knew who these people were. Right? No, you're not going to get a found footage movie and market it as something real and genuine and have fucking Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes as your fucking main characters, right? Yeah, because you're going to know that that's fake. Mm-hmm. You need to get these fucking nobodies who nobody's ever heard of or seen before, have yeah. them play themselves in the movie, yeah, and market it for what it is. Yeah, even like they did the whole Blair Witch thing, right? Like the trailers for the movie before it's released like they didn't even show the movie they just showed the crowd watching it in the theaters which i think is like genius yeah exactly so nobody knew what to expect whenever we went into this movie yeah um but yeah whenever i first watched it way back when um a bunch of us went when we were in college and Mm -hmm. uh we got all stoned and went and we thought it was fucking crazy that they released this movie that was legit a fucking haunted house and it's fucking nuts and I can't believe it. And then we got out of it and we were like, oh my God, what the fuck did we just watch? Like, that is insane. I can't believe it. And then like, we're talking about it the whole way home. And then we're talking about it once we get home, we're having some beers. And then our one buddy looks it up online and he's like, they're all fucking actors. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, it makes sense. But at the same time, they did it so well that like, people thought it was real. Like people were leaving the movie theater mm-hmm. because it was just so realistic. Yeah. Fucking Steven Spielberg couldn't even finish it. The, the first night that he watched it. Yeah. I read that in the, the trivia. That's insane, man. He had to watch it the next day in broad daylight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can relate to that. Uh, Cause I have a story about it as well. Like this is one of those movies that like, I remember what happened that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I was like 18 or 19. Um, I didn't have a credit card at the time or yet, but, uh, it was a day to remember. And, uh, she was that like rap rock group that was like, like 303. No, not 303. There was like eight of them in the group. Oh, and uh, there's a song that was like super popular and like around this time. Hollywood Undead? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Data Member of Hollywood Undead were playing in Montreal. So, I wanted to go to the show. I, we, I, uh, my sister and one of her friends was going. We brought my brother Troy to go. Uh, Mason was supposed to go, but he never ended up coming. Mm. And I think Casey came. And we didn't buy tickets to the show. We drove to Montreal to go and watch Day to Remember. Yeah. We took the day off of work slash school. I think it was in like grade 13, maybe, yeah. I think. 
Um, so we get to Montreal and tickets are sold out. Oh no. So we're like, what the fuck do we do? So we just like went for dinner. And then at the time, Paranormal Activity was like, had just come out. Yeah. So we decided to drive to Ottawa for some reason. I don't know why, but we went to Ottawa to watch it. And then when we got home, it was like really late. And I was living in my dad's at the time. And Mm -hmm. uh, me and Troy decided that we cannot sleep alone in a bedroom. So (laughs) we bumped up in one bedroom and like the next like two or three nights, like I was scared to sleep. Yeah, man. Like this movie, it worked. It was very effective. It was very scary. And I'll just say it now, like rewatching the now, definitely not as scary. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of interested to see how the other movies are, especially like two and three. I don't think I've seen four, mm. the marked ones, I think. Yeah. So two and three, I think are still very scary. Yeah. From like the from I remember, I think mm-hmm. they just like, they did the scares better, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, one of the two scared the fuck out of me whenever whenever I first watched it. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. But there was one, like, I think it was two. And, like, one of them walks into the kitchen and, like, all the fucking plates and shit are, like, suspended mm-hmm. in the air. And then they all drop. And, yeah, one of them yeah. was really fucking scary. And I really like number three, too. Um mm-hmm. Cause like just like the little girls and then like, I love the scene whenever she's like in the bathroom, you just see the fucking demon pull her hair up. Yeah. And it's like, fuck man. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, I don't know if they had planned on having sequels and prequels to it, but like they really set them up well with this movie. Yeah. That's what I want to talk about a bit later too. Like um, once we start getting into it, but yeah. Like, this was definitely a setup. Like, if they didn't have any other movies, I don't know if people would still remember this movie. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah. You, you don't think so? I don't know, man. I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting. People still remember the Blair Witch Project. Like, yeah, because it's the Blair Witch Project. Like, yeah, but this was paranormal activity. Yeah, yeah I know, but. I don't I feel like with Blair Witch, like you got some sort of backstory. Mm. Yeah. Whereas this one is just kind of like vague. Like you feel like people would have just, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I understand what you're saying. Cause like they set it up with her talking about how like the shit used to happen to her when she was a kid to her and her mm-hmm. sister. And then we have that prequel in the third one. Right. That's, yeah. that's the third one. Yeah. Third one. Yeah. And then the second one, it's a different family that moved into that house, I think. I think it's her sister. Yes, you're right. Yeah, it is her sister. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess like we're kind of getting the full story in those first three movies. And then they just got super shitty after that. Yeah. Like the the marked ones. And then there's Next of Kin. And then there's another one, too. I can't remember what it was called, but it was. I think Next of Kin was the latest one, isn't it? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Came out last year. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, Do you think that so Blair Witch was like what 97 ish? 99. 99, yeah. This movie is 2009. Yeah. Do you think that 
we've gotten or we'll get another movie like these two because Blair Witch is the most profitable movie mm-hmm. ever made. Mm-hmm. I think it brought in like $260 million. Something like that. Something yeah. like that costs like 25 grand. Yeah. This movie, I think, costs 20 Fif- to 30. It was originally a $15,000 budget, but they yeah. bumped it up a bit. Yeah. Um, and it made, I think, 130 million or yeah, 190. Yeah. You're yeah. Right, yeah. Do you think that we'll get another? movie like these or do you think that there's just like too much like accessibility to internet and stuff like that yeah what is that let me unplug my headphones maybe it's my headphones it's driving me crazy it did it when we recorded with felicia too i don't know i don't know if it's me or anyways do i think that there would be another movie like these um I don't know because like we're out of the fan footage stage right like Mm -hmm. people have moved on from that so maybe if fan footage gets a resurgence like 10-15 years down the road maybe yeah but I think it's tough now for movies because less people are going to the theaters Mm -hmm. like movies are still making big money like like the big blockbuster movies are still making a lot of money but I don't know if these low budget horror movies would because people have the access to watch them at home now now I know that does go towards their worldwide gross. I'm assuming, anyways, like yeah. it would have to, right? But yeah, I don't know. I I know me personally, I got sick and tired of found footage movies. Yeah, um, and that's actually why Willow Creek got suggested to me because, like I mentioned to to Erica, that uh, like it's just kind of beating a dead horse at one point in time right mm-hmm. it's the same with the zombie craze and all that shit like yeah it, i've talked about it before we've both talked about it before like there's different eras of horror right yeah um so yeah i don't know i don't know where i was going with that i don't think we're gonna see movies like these two again mm-hmm. like on a fifteen thousand dollar budget making 190 million dollars man like yeah. That is just absolutely a pipe dream. Like nobody can predict that that's going to happen. No, no. Obviously the people that make it don't predict that'll happen. No, of course not. Like realistically, that could be like a fucking film school project, mm-hmm. right? That ends up going nuts worldwide. Yeah. Maybe the Velocipastor, you know, <laughs> it'll get up there. <laughs> Maybe. If it ever gets a theatrical release. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on that question, though? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I don't... I think it'd just be too hard to have, like, that believability again, I think. Yeah. Because, like, this movie feels... Like, I talk about it a bit later, but... Like, it feels like almost like too good to be true mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Like all it feels like a bit like too real. Yeah. I don't know. But like, yeah, now that you know, obviously, but like that first initial watch, like, yeah, oh, we were both all in on it. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> and like, that's the tough thing about doing this review. Like my review, like we're basing our review off of this watch, mm-hmm. not our first watch. Yeah. So, it, like, yeah, I don't know. 
But at the same time, for it to have that effect on so many people worldwide, mm-hmm. people legitimately thought that this was a found footage movie, like, yeah, genuinely. So, I mean, like, they did all the things right. They, yeah. checked, they checked all the boxes, right? Yeah. And that's something that I talk about in, in my review as well. Like, to, to have that many people fooled. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Same with the Blair Witch Project, man. Like, the actors in the Blair Witch Project went into hiding for months prior to the release of the movie just so it would seem believable. Mm-hmm. Like, that is fucking dedication. It's <laughs> insane. Um, but it worked, right? Yeah. And, like, I don't... Yeah, I don't think... I like what you said, like the believability of these movies is kind of gone at the window now. Yeah. Cause there's been so many different found footage movies, but like yeah. at the time there was only like the Blair Witch project. And then this 10 years later, mm-hmm. like what other like Cloverfield wasn't before 2009, was it? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like yeah, it 2008 was. or 2007. Yeah. But I mean, who's going to believe that a fucking giant ass monster is ripping through a city yeah. without yeah. it going going all over the news right like it's found footage but it's for just for kicks right Mm -hmm. yeah like we didn't have anything disbelievable no no exactly anyways yeah should we get into some of the movie uh talking points here let's do it (laughs) uh so yeah this movie was actually filmed in 2006 but didn't get released until like 2009 we'll say um so like uh they begin the movie you know it it doesn't have any opening credits or end credits. Mm. It just has like at the beginning, like uh, we'd like to thank the families of uh, Katie Featherstein and uh, Mika Slout yeah. or Slout or I don't know. He is a Slout. He's a little um, Slout. <laughs> uh, and then like the San Diego police for like whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that adds to it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. So you kind of like find out a bit that like this entity has been following Katie around since she was eight. Mm -hmm. She kind of talks about it like her sister, it would be staying staying at the end of her bed, like looking at her and it wouldn't like be at her sister's bed, just at hers. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of always like followed her since then, like on and off and on. And now um, they think that's back and her and Mika have been together for three years um and that's all you really get for like the backstory of the demon yeah which like i get i get that they're trying to focus more on like the scares mm-hmm. um i think you could have added a bit more maybe like where is the sister during all this yeah it's like what would you do if this stuff was happening i wouldn't listen to mika no i'd be i don't know man like i'd be i'd be saying fuck you like i'm gonna call and do whatever i can to get this thing away from me yeah like i it's been haunting me i guess you could say it's since i was a small child like enough's enough i need to figure out how to get rid of this fucking thing which is apparently what this diane girl did and she ended up getting it even worse but i mean still you got to do something or I maybe you just learn to live with it because up until the events in this movie, it was never like malicious towards her or anything like that. Like she'd no. never been attacked or anything. Yeah. And I, I attribute a lot of that to Mika being a complete fucking dickhead. Dude, I fucking hated him in this movie. Yeah. He had his shining moments every once in a while, but then yeah. like 
he was just a complete tool the rest of the time. Yeah, he's just like egging the demon on the whole time. Yeah. Like antagonizing it and like thinking that it's helping, but really he's doing nothing at all but making things worse. Mm-hmm. He's literally like a frat guy who just tries to pick fights with people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and he's picking a fight with a fucking demon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you, uh, I don't, that's what drives me fucking crazy about him. It's like, what do you think that this is going to achieve? Yeah. You're egging on a demon who you cannot see, who yeah. has all the power at its fucking fingertips. It can do whatever the fuck it wants to you. Yeah. What are you going to do? And like throughout the movie, like it starts out, you know, you know, night one, night two, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like progressively gets worse. Yeah. But throughout the movie, he's still like egging it on like oh come on let's show me your footprints and like he he wants to see it yeah and like during the day on that whatever day it was i don't remember now but he was like oh it's been a while since we've seen anything like where are you show yourself and all yeah this stuff like dude just leave it the fuck alone yeah exactly exactly uh if you were in mika's shoes what would you do oh man that is a very hard question because he says like they're having their conversation they've been together for three years Mm -hmm. she mentions him that it's been around since he was eight and he's like well why didn't you mention anything before we moved in and then Mm -hmm. she's like what am i supposed to do mention on the first date (laughs) and he's like no like the 15th date the 30th (laughs) date and like on that side of things i'm kind of on his side yeah Cause if like we're only together for three years mm-hmm. and we moved in together, I don't know if they had bought this house or whatever, but yeah. If all this crazy shit was happening, I don't, man, I think I'd be out of there. Yeah. It would, it would be a tough call. It would be a tough call. Yeah. Cause they're, they're very obviously like a good couple, like they're in a good relationship and whatnot. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think I would try and help her for the first bit. Yeah, and maybe like if things really start getting crazy, I might have to fucking yeah. bounce out the front door. Well, because he doesn't want to leave until either the final night, like that day, mm-hmm. or it's like the night before. Yeah, and I think at that point she's already possessed. Yeah, yeah. She, he, he finds her sleeping outside, and then well, like after that, yeah. Yeah, actually, I have a I think, question as well. Like, how long, like, do you think she was possessed for? I think it was just those, like, final two days. Okay. Because, well, no, I think it was whenever the demon grabbed her and pulled her out of the bed and bit her. Yeah. I think that was the possession. Okay. Because that's when we started to see a, a change in her, right? Yeah. Like, she freaks out that night, but then, like, the next day, she's all curled up in a ball on the couch, which is understandable. But then that night he finds her sleeping in a chair outside and she doesn't want to come in. She wants to stay outside. And then the next day he tries to get her to, to get up so that they can leave. And she's holding onto the crucifix so hard that her hands like pouring out blood. Yeah. And then she says later on that day that she doesn't want to leave anymore. But then we see the camera kind of pan to her face and then she kind of gives a smirk to the camera. Yeah. So all of that, like she's clearly possessed in, in my opinion. I didn't get whatever Mika like 
some of the delivery lines of the actor that played Mika like weren't the greatest. But he's like, she has a, the the cross, and he's like, oh, I'm so done with this shit. He's like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something about this right now. Yeah. And he's like, grabs the cross and throws it in the fire. Yeah. Like, what did that do, man? No, that was her picture. No, we. Oh, he that, threw the picture and the cross in there. Oh, did he throw the cross in? The cross was definitely in there. Oh, okay, because I I only noticed the picture. Oh, okay, I didn't. Yeah, okay, the picture was in there too. Because I think they thought that was like an attachment for the demon to Katie. Okay, but I mean, yeah, some of the the delivery of the lines in the movie aren't great, but there was also no script. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's kind of this whole movie is just sort of uh, like improv, right? Yeah. They get the director gave them direction of kind of what he wanted in the scene, and they just kind of rolled with it. Yeah, which is another great thing for the movie because none of it felt acted. No, no um, I didn't. Now the character of Amber, she was awful. Yeah, it was just, I didn't mean, even like yeah, <laughs> she wasn't in it very much. But when she was in it, I was like, oh my god, she does not know what she's doing yeah um but with mika and katie and even uh the psychic guy like they were really good at just delivering these free-flowing lines like it was just a normal conversation yeah frederick seemed like a legit real like smart doctor yeah like the way he was talking the words he was using Mm -hmm. maybe he is i don't know maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) uh do you like the build-up of this movie uh yeah yeah, like how do you find like the pacing and stuff? I found it was all right. Like it, it felt like it was like day to day life watching mm-hmm. this couple, and then like shit just starts to go awry at night. Yeah, I mean it's only an hour and twenty six minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it could benefit from like an extra maybe ten minutes, like yeah. how you were saying, like uh, get that backstory with the sister and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I found the pacing was good. It there was one point where I thought I was a lot further in the movie and I checked to see how much time was left of it. And it wasn't quite as far as I thought. So maybe the pacing wasn't like perfect the whole time. Like it felt a little long at one point. Yeah. Because like the whole first act, nothing's really happening. Right. You're Mm -hmm. just kind of, it's just setting the pace for the rest of the movie. Yeah. You're kind of getting to know like Mika and Katie as people. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't a bad thing, but. Um. Yeah, I really thought like Mika was playing like alpha male, like mm-hmm. a bit too hard. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of like the special effects and like the way that they did the like the painting and like all that stuff? I thought they were great. Yeah, me like too. The, the footprints through the the powder. I thought that was amazing. Um, yeah. every once in a while you'd see the shadow come across their door in, yeah. in their bedroom. Uh, even like Katie uh, getting pulled out of the bed, like yeah. everything was really well done considering that it was all filmed on like a, just a yeah. home movie camera. Like, yeah. I really like the first uh, kind of big scare ish or like whenever they're sleeping and then like all the sudden is here like this big, like growl, mm-hmm. but it's like echoes. Fucking fly. <laughs> it echoes through like the whole house and then yeah. like, it shakes like, you can like hear and feel the house shaking mm-hmm. and then like the lamp uh, is moving a bit. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I thought they did really good. Um, this is Orin Pelly's house too. eh? Yeah. I, I read that. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really It did cool. seem like kind of like 
too big of a house for them. Yeah. Because there's like four bedrooms. Uh-huh. And she's a student. So yeah. it's like, okay, they're a single income and he's a day trader. So, I mean, he could make a lot of money one day and he could make no money the next day. Uh-huh. So, I, yeah, that house was a little extravagant for just the two of them. But yeah. It's a gorgeous house, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the, the Dr. Frederick's character. Because, mm-hmm. like, you learn that he, like, deals with ghosts only. And he's, like, asking her about it. And then he's like, yeah, I can kind of feel, like, bad energy here. And I absolutely love, like, when he comes back later. Yeah. Because they try and call Dr. Avery's, but uh, he's like out of the country. And I love that when the fighters come, walks in, he's like, Oh, yeah, I'm glad I could help. I hope you guys. Then, like, as soon as like, he comes in, you like see him like just change. Mm-hmm. He's just like, Oh, this feels like really bad. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I'm doing more bad than good by being here. Mm-hmm. And then he just like leaves, and they're like, What the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that scene was awesome because like you think that they're going to get the help that they need and you don't see this often in movies like this where the person that they call to help just leaves, right? Yeah. Because like we see it in Insidious and The Conjuring, like they always come in and they do what they can to help. Mm-hmm. Not this motherfucker. This guy, oh. he's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, like, he I'm not going to... I know what my limitations are and I'm not fucking around with this thing. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I didn't think worked in this movie and i felt like they just added it because this is like an iconic kind of toy and piece in like the haunting world is the ouija board i just didn't think that whole thing worked at all but and like the diane thing like i just didn't think that worked at all the way that they did it i agree but i mean the fact that they brought an ouija board in Mm-hmm. I can understand that because I mean the way that Mika is like, he seems like the type of person that would want to do this kind of thing. I mean, he was such a dick during this scene too. Yeah. Why? Well, Cause she's like, she's told him like, okay, you can have your camera and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, and he's like, Oh, I'm going to Ouija board. And then she's like, no, like don't bring that thing in here. Like don't buy one. Mm-hmm. And then like some crazy shit happens the night before. And then, he brings the Ouija board and she's just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. She's like, I told you not to buy one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, I didn't buy it. I bought it from a friend. Yeah. And he's, she's like, like, you know what I mean? He's like, what, what? Yeah. He's a fucking loser in that scene. And like terrible time to do it too. Like they're about to go out. She's all excited. She's dressed up nice. Cause they're about to go for dinner and she's like, oh, I just can't wait to leave the house and go spend a night with my boyfriend. And then he pulls that shit. And it's like, dude, yeah. you just fucking ruined her whole life. And then, like, even I thought how they did the scene with uh, the thing moving by itself mm-hmm. was cool. Like, I thought that was cool how they did that. I'm not sure how they did, but then, like, catches on fire. But then, like, after when Mika, like, puts it sees tries to figure what it wrote i didn't believe that because like the camera is like far away from the board and it's like at an angle yeah so you can't like see where the demon is like moving the the ouija Mm -hmm. and then like he figures out that it says like diane or some other like adina and like some random ass names yeah yeah 
And then, like, he just figures there to look up Diana, like, on the internet. And he's like, oh, this girl had the same thing you're going through. Yeah, it's a little far-fetched. Yeah. Um, One thing I didn't like with that whole Ouija board scene, too, is, like, he thought that it burned something into into the board with that fire. Mm -hmm. But then, like, we never get any more of that. Like, he could have, like taken a sheet of white paper and like traced over it to see if it would have like brought something out. I don't even out. think he mentions the fire. No, you're right actually because he tries to show her and she's like, I don't want anything to do with this fucking thing. Yeah. So it, it just gets dropped. Yeah. And because he says like, oh, I think someone like scratched on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, if they would have saw the fire happen, I think they would have been out of there. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter where they go true but i mean like i don't know if you go to a family's house and like i don't know if i can bunker up together like yeah i don't know go yeah. find your sister mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh yeah i thought the uh the baby powder scene was really cool um especially when they like was it like kind of like bird shaped feet yeah it looked that's like, what it had, I, like that's what i toes. thought it looked like yeah yeah um and then, like the uh, the like picture in the attic, I thought was like pretty cool, but like kind of like cheesy. At the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, why does the demon have this in the attic? Like, I think it put it there on purpose. Well, because like a demon's not just hanging out in your attic. Or is he gonna hang out? I don't know. <laughs> just fuck. I don't. I don't know. But I mean, like. I think he left the hatch to the attic open for them to go up and investigate and then see the picture. Right. I think anyways. Yeah. And then like, she asks him, she's like, Oh, where did you find it in the attic? And he's like, right above your bed. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, Oh, great. Yeah. (laughs) Like how like, did this get there? It's not supposed to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day during the day, um, some stuff happens during the day. Uh, the demon smashes the picture of them in the hallway. And then that has like scratches on Mika's face. I love that scene. Yeah, me too. Cause that me just too. proves right there that like Mika is the problem. Yeah. The demon saying like, you're cool. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think he, he obviously wants to kill Mika. Yeah. And I mean, can he do that as himself? Maybe Because not. he injures Katie, right? Yeah, he bites her, I guess. Eh? So like maybe this whole time, like he's not, he doesn't want to hurt Katie. But um, for whatever he, reason, he wants Katie to kill him. Yeah. Because maybe he can't do it himself or or something. Maybe because he's like because he's been attached to Katie. So maybe that's why he's able to have a physical yeah. kind of connection with her. Yeah. Maybe he's not able to because like with Mika, because he, he's not attached to him. Mm-hmm. And I think I they know. mentioned during like Diane thing, like when they're like kind of like describing that, mm-hmm. that it like attaches to random people. Yeah. And I think in the third movie, I think like it only attacks really the sister, like Christy. Which 
it shouldn't do because according to this movie, it never bothered Christy. It only bothered Katie. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Maybe I'm just remembering it different then. Well, she, Katie said, like you mentioned it before, like he was never at the foot of her bed. He was always at the foot of my bed. Right. Because he wasn't connected to her the same way as Katie, maybe. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But then like in the further sequels, like the marked ones and then whatever the other ones are next to Ken and the other ones, there's like, so much backstory on like what's going on and they turn it almost into like a sort of hereditary cult thing and it just because i think they kind of do that in the third one right i think is it the At third the one end... and all the old people are there yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. freaked the fuck dude that me, was a scary that legit is one of the scariest scenes yeah 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 that wow yeah that was really scary for and that actually. fucking final oh man i now want to watch them i know me too when he fucking like <laughs> steps on the guy's back and just breaks his back and oh, yeah man, yeah sorry hmm. <laughs> um what was i going on a bit i forget um i don't know i forget <laughs> uh so yeah fredericks comes he leaves again and then that night uh Katie gets dragged away and like I love the one scene too like um whenever they're sleeping and then like you see the the sheets I love that they don't have like a heavy blanket on them yeah it's just like a sheet mm-hmm. and like the sheet like kind of like like waves up like you can see something like is moving under it mm-hmm. and it, like flips the sheet up to like expose her one foot yeah and then like moves her foot a little bit and they're like oh shit something bad is gonna happen soon yeah and then, like, the one scene, like, he drags her out, and it's fucking nuts. Like, if I was Mika, because, like, they're screaming, and she's like, Mika, help me. And then he's, like, screaming, like, get off her, get off her. It's yeah. like, I would get the fuck out of there. Yeah, at that point, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. One thing, too, I like, uh, with that powder scene, I know we've already kind of went all through that but like how mika says whoa, whoa whoa like there's footprints in but there's no footprints going in oh yeah it's yeah like, whoa like that's fucking trippy like you know that that thing's still in there yeah yeah so like the next day um she's like she looks super zonked out and i think mika like he mentions that like oh you should really try and get some sleep um but you think that she's possessed at this time? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like yeah. the early stages. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's stages of possession, but yeah, because like the one scene early on, I think it's like the sixth, maybe like the tenth night, maybe is whenever she like stands up and like stands just looking at Mika for like two hours, and then goes downstairs outside to the swing. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and is like, oh, I don't remember anything. Maybe he was just like kind of testing the waters to see if he could do it mm-hmm. to like possess her. Yeah. And then she does it at the, on the last night as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fucking creepy. Like imagine it is creepy. just like woke up and is like, what the fuck are you doing? He just like calls her a weirdo and stuff. Like yeah. when you're looking at the footage the next day. Yeah. Yeah, and then like Mika at this point is still like thinking that he knows what to do, and like he thinks that he's in control, and like Katie is like, clearly you're not in control of this situation. Like you're just making things worse. Well, and that's what he said. Yeah, he says too. Like 
uh, you don't need to call an exorcist. Like you're my girlfriend. I'm going to deal with this and all this stuff. And again, it's like, what are you going to do, man? You're going to read shit online. You're going to buy a fucking Ouija board or borrow it from a friend. Yeah. And you're just going to piss this thing off. Yeah. Like at one point I was kind of like hoping that like, I think the powder scene when they're like walking out and then the like demon slams the door of the Mm -hmm. room. And then he just like busts in like he's like tough shit. I was like hoping that like the demon's just like standing there <laughs> down the <laughs> other side. <laughs> he would have shit his pants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any uh anything else before we get to the, the final scene? Uh that no. you want to talk about or I don't think so. Okay. Um, so you mentioned that you watched the uh alternate ending. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. so oh, go ahead. I was going to say just because like I have the Blu-ray. So I, I wanted to compare the two endings because I knew that you were watching it on Paramount. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, in the one I watched, I'm sure it's not the one you did. Um, she gets possessed. She stands up. She stands at her side of the bed for like an hour or so. Pull Then all the blankets like put, get pulled off of Mika while she's standing on the other side. And then she walks over and stands over him and looks at him for like uh, another like hour and a half. And then she walks around slowly, walks downstairs. And then she just starts like screaming like crazy. Mm-hmm. Mika wakes up. He's like, oh shit, like goes downstairs like Katie, Katie, you only like hear stuff. You don't see what's happening. Yeah. And then all I hear is like yelling, Mika yelling and then like banging and then like silence. And now you hear is like the footsteps of this movie is really done well too. Mm-hmm. Like the sound editing, phenomenal, fantastic, yeah, fantastic. Um, you just hear like the steps going up, and it's slow, and it takes like a good like forty five seconds, yeah, and it really builds up the the ten- intense intensity of it. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, this ending like kind of like didn't do it for me because he gets your like the camera's there you hear the footsteps it stops and then you see mika's body get thrown in Mm -hmm. and then he's like on the floor and then kitty walks in like and like does his weird like crawl thing is like sniffing him and then looks at the camera and then the movie ends Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't know that ending didn't really do it for me so Oh, there's there's like multiple endings here, because I wrote I uh, um the one that I watched. So she stands at the the side of the bed, like how you mentioned. She doesn't go around to his side. Um, she just stands at her side of the bed for like a solid three hours, and then goes downstairs. She screams like how she screamed with yours. Um, and then he goes running downstairs. We hear like them what you heard, like the screaming and all that shit. And then she comes back upstairs slowly, like the footsteps and she's all covered in blood and she's yeah. holding it. She's holding a knife. <clears throat> and then she slowly like faces the camera and like walks right up to the camera and stands there for like a second or two and then sl- slits her own throat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And drops to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then that's the ending of it. Yeah. But there's a, a third ending. Um, 
So after Katie and Mika's screams are cut short downstairs, there are loud thudding footsteps that come up the stairs and we see Katie come into the bedroom with a big blood stain on her shirt. Mm -hmm. She sits on the floor at the side of the bed and begins rocking. The time fast forwards and the phone rings. Katie continues rocking as her friend leaves a message and eventually visits the house. Half an hour after we hear the friend run out of the house screaming, we hear loud knocking on the front door. The police arrive as they're searching the house and we see a light come down the hall in the closet or guest bedroom. They come upstairs to find Katie and she finally wakes up, stands up holding the knife. Uh, Shots are fired and Katie falls and the police search for the shooter, finding no one. They search the bedroom and find that Katie and find that the camera is still recording. I don't like that one. Yeah, I'm either. I read in the trivia, there was an ending that Steven Spielberg told them not to use that ending. Yeah. So they changed it. I think it was, I think my alternate ending was what the original ending was, was, and then they changed it to the theatrical version. Probably so they can make more sequels. That's true. Actually, or make yeah. more movies. Yeah. Because in the second one, it's like, I think her sister's house. No, it's it's either her sister's house or it's a family that's living in. It can't be her old house because it burnt down. Yeah. But she comes to the house and takes the baby. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I prefer your ending. When she slits her own throat. Yeah. But then it also leaves the question too, like, did this demon want her dead the whole time? Why did he choose in this moment to kill her? That's true. Because he's just been fucking with her for the last 23 years. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Maybe they talk about it in some of the some of the other ones. I don't know. I yeah. can't remember. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you wanted to add? Nope. I'm good. Cool. Uh, that's the way the blood splatters. I was waiting for it. 137 episodes and you still forget it sometimes. I can't say much though. Exactly. Say, <laughs> <you know. laughs> All right, man. What did you rate this movie? So um, I gave the story a three out of 10. Yikes. uh yeah um there isn't much background you get in this movie it's mostly all just like scares and stuff um it's all very vague i hated the stuff with diane like i just felt like it was just really like poorly executed and kind of uh not lazy because they they created that diane character and like the website and stuff mm-hmm. so like I don't know, it doesn't really do it for me story-wise. Um, you're kind of left like with questions at the end with all like the different endings that they have for this movie. It's like mm-hmm. what like which story do they is true? Like, you know, I don't know. What was the initial vision of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so story three out of ten. Okay. And quality, I gave a five out of ten. Okay. I did have it a four, but I bumped it up to a five. Wow. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, I said for what the budget was, they did what they could. Um, I, I don't know if this makes sense. I kind of talked about it before, but like I felt like this movie just felt too much like real life. Why is that, that bad makes... though? 
I know like some aspects of it are like that's that's a, what makes the movie good, but then again, like I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I thought like the acting was okay. Katie was pretty good. I thought Mika was like spotty in some scenes. Um, the way they did the effects and like the uh, the sound uh, design and editing was like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I might just have to like rewatch this movie. Like just like not taking notes. Like I didn't take much notes during this movie, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe just not the right mindset. It's also been a while since I've seen this movie, so yeah. I know like the horror movie crew like absolutely destroyed this movie when they did it like a few months ago. And so I can kind of see their point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh three out of ten and a five out of ten. All right. We have very differing thoughts on this movie. I know I saw your letterbox score. Uh, my story, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, I said this movie revolutionized horror in its time. The Blair Witch Project had major success, but it didn't serve as a stepping stone for a plethora of copycat movies like Paranormal Activity did. Uh, everything about this mo- everything about this movie made it seem like it was legitimately found footage from the way they marketed it to the lack of script. Mika and Katie's relationship seems genuine throughout the movie. Um, we've seen haunted houses before, obviously, and this one doesn't change much in regards to that. Like, it's not like, like it's super awesome that it's a fan footage movie and they did it really well. But as for the whole ghost story, like it wasn't anything new. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I didn't give it like a, a higher story score. Cause I feel like, I don't know. I personally feel like this movie deserves a high score, but there was plot holes for sure. Like you mentioned, like the whole Diane thing. I wasn't a huge fan of that either. Uh, There's a few things that we kind of picked apart throughout our discussion. Um, Quality, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, I said, what they did with such a shoestring budget is mind-blowing. Everything was filmed on a home video camera to make it look genuine. There was no script. Uh, The whole movie was filmed in Oren's house, so you never felt like it was on a set or anything like that. Like It felt like they were genuinely trapped in this house. Uh, The sound editing was incredible. Cinematography was great. Acting was on point most of the time. Uh, the first act of the movie was slow, but it did a good job of setting up the rest of the movie, which kicked the suspense into high gear right until the very end. Um, so just, yeah, what they did with the little money that they had is it blows my mind. Yeah. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Story seven out of 10 quality, eight out of 10. Fuck the HMC and fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys know our scores. Head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus using its low budget effects and mockumentary method to great result, Paranormal Activity turns a simple haunted house story into 90 minutes of relentless suspense. Based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? Did they say 19 minutes or 119 minutes? 90 minutes. Oh, 90. Okay. Uh, 83 dead on yeah dead on <laughs> 83 percent, 207 ratings and an average score of seven out of 10 nice wow sick has that happened before yeah when i cheated oh yeah okay that i was happen. actually gonna go high 90s but i was like i i don't i'm not gonna go that high <laughs> The audience score, 
That's wild. <clears throat> on 250,000 ratings and an average score of 3.3 out of 5 or 6.6 out of 10. So differing thoughts for sure. Just yeah. like just like you and me. Yeah, exactly. What does Letterbox have for us? Uh, Letterbox has a 2.9 out of 5. Uh, I give it a 2 out of 5. Uh, you gave it a 4 out of 5. Yep. Uh, Josh from HMC gave it a 1.5. Like, what? Come on. Uh, John from Porcelain Peak gave it a 3. And Screaming Cinema gave it a 3.5 out of 5. No one else? No, not that I saw, unless I missed uh, Anthony, but I didn't see it. Huh. I would like to hear what uh, what he would rate it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So a little bit of a divide. Yeah. I'm on the higher scale of things, obviously. Maybe yeah. a f- maybe a four is a little too high, but I don't know. I, I really enjoy this movie. So I'm not right. gonna not it's gonna your go score, back man. On. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna go back on it. I'm fucking <laughs> putting my foot down. All right, you ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. What did you give for a scare rating? This might surprise you, but this is based off of this viewing. So I gave it a 2 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've given some like not scary movies higher than a 2 out of 10. I don't know, man. This is do it for me, this watch. Like, All right. All right. Honestly, like if it was just, like first watch, oh, it'd probably be like a 9. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Uh, so yeah, 2 out of 10. Um I don't man. I just didn't get scared during this movie. Like it was very creepy scenes and mm-hmm. stuff like that it was done well, but like the jump scares and like the scare factor just like kind of aren't there. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like after I watch this movie a few times, it kind of loses that feel a bit. I, I got a question before we move on. Yeah. What's a 10 out of 10 scare scary movie for you? Uh, if you have one I feel like, like I've had like a really high one before yeah maybe eh? um, well speaking like I mentioned it at the start Black Swan is a movie that I've been dreading to watch mm. because I knew like about her like condition that she had in like the one scene yeah. the one scene in the bathroom at the beginning that scene made me almost fucking throw up like, <laughs> I could not watch that scene at all it made my body feel so disgusting and like tingly and like, yeah, ugh. <laughs> like that would be like a seven, a seven. Yeah. I feel like the conjuring two would be like a nine or a 10 for me. I can see that. Yeah. That movie was scary shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways, sorry to interrupt. I just, I was curious. Yeah. Uh, scariest scene. Um, this might be a surprise as well, but this was like the one scene that kind of made me jump a bit. Mm. Uh, like one of the first nights when Katie wakes up, like suddenly. Oh, she has a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Just like it was like the third night, and I was just like chilling in bed, and then she just like like wakes up. He's like, ah, ah. I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? <laughs> but then the rest of it like didn't. I don't know, man. Didn't. Do-
And would I survive? I said yes, because I would leave Katie after the fifth night. <laughs> the fifth night. Uh, first footstep I hear, I'm out of that house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, I gave my scare rating a five out of ten. So this rating is based on now due to how many times I've seen it. But on my first watch in theaters, like it was a nine or 10 for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's lost its effect over the years, obviously, like, you know, what to expect now, but it's been a while since I've watched it. So a lot of the stuff it, I don't want to say like I had a whole bunch of jump scares because I still remembered most of what was going on, but just the, like how you mentioned the sound editing and all that stuff, like the footsteps, it was all very creepy. The the slamming of doors and the banging that we hear downstairs. And then there's something about Katie just standing at the side of the bed and staring at him. Like you mentioned it before too. And like that shit is just, it's fucking creepy, man. I have is, kids yeah. and I'm so happy that neither one of them have done this before because I'd fucking punch one of them in the face. I swear to God. Tonight it'll be like 2 45 AM or yeah. 3 15 PM or uh, AM. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking pow. Uh, my scariest scene I broke it into two, like two versions. Cause like on this version that I watched with the alternate ending, I said when the demon screams really loud and then slams the bedroom door. Yeah. Uh, Just that scream man. like that scream was fucking terrifying. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But on the original version, it's the end scene for me. Like the way that, the way that Katie's face like changes and like the way that she's moving into the bedroom and shit like that. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. Uh, Would I survive? I said, no. Um, but I definitely make way better choices than Mika, like not <laughs> taunting a demon that's haunting your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Like a fucking moron. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'd leave her. I'd, I'd feel like I would try and stick with her for a little bit. Well, you're a better man than I, I guess. I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that wraps it up. That's it. Um. We're going to be closing out this month with another face-off with real villains this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just your typical everyday dudes that uh, like to kill people. Yeah. At night. Yeah. Um, so which one are we going to do first? Uh, in my opinion, I'd save the best for last. Okay. All right. So next week, we're going to be talking about Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be first watch for me, so I'm very excited. Um, yeah, I watched it two years ago, I think, when we like first started the podcast. I think. Yeah, yeah. and you really liked it, I think, eh? Yeah, I, I think I did. Yeah, it's long though, isn't it? I don't think it's too long. No, yeah, right. I, I I forget to be honest. Yeah. All right. Anyways, <clears throat> so yeah, next week's going to be Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, and our last one. Are we going to we going to say it? Yeah, sure. All right. It's been a long time coming. It's a very long time. Brooke's favorite horror movie. Probably yeah. top three favorite movie, period. Yep. We're going to be talking about American Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> so pumped. So, yeah. Next week, we'll do Henry. Week after is going to be Patrick Bateman. Yeah. We're going to see who comes out victorious. And I don't know. I have, I'm neutral right now because I've never seen one of the movies. So right. I don't know. This guy could be fucking even crazier than Patrick. Who exactly. Yeah. We'll see. 
might be interesting though. I think Brooke's going to be a little biased with his. Uh... I'm going to try not to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited though. I think this is going to be a really good matchup. Yeah. Um, it's just two everyday dudes that are that like killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I was actually like looking up after we're trying to like decide, and I just like looked up on Google like top like serial killer movies, and like Henry was actually like pretty high up there. Like he was like number like thirteen or fourteen, I think. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on elm street on instagram facebook and youtube if you click the link in our bio on instagram you'll find links to our t public account where we have our merch there's also a link to our patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way there's also links to each of our individual letterboxd accounts uh our discord server and anywhere that you can listen to us mm-hmm. rock it's been a slice <laughs> it has yes um, uh, all right Well, yeah. That's it. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you later. Bye.